Tea Time, Midlife Edition. It's not a coffee break. It's tea time. Slow down. Relax. It's your turn. Welcome, 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 welcome. Turn the tea kettle on. Pick your favorite tea. Grab your favorite teacup. Let it steep. Add what you will. Find a cozy spot. It's tea time. Midlife edition. Welcome to Tea Time Midlife Edition. I'm your host, Regina Young, and today's topic is being yourself, the power of authenticity. And our guest today is Gina Casamelli. Welcome, Gina. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Ah, cheers. Oh, <laughs> before we get started, I always stop everyone at this time. I, every time you everyone hears it, they're like, what? You're stopping. This is just getting going. I just want to know what kind of tea you're drinking. So I am drinking this. Um, it's called Supreme Matcha. Green oh, tea. yeah, yeah, matcha. Um, in my lovely... Today I choose Joy mug. Ah. Um, yeah, so it's it's yummy. It's got kind of like, well, I have to admit, I did add a little bit of like um, soy vanilla or almond vanilla cream in here. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, I, I love to add because I'm more of a coffee drinker. However, I will change it up sometimes throughout the day so I don't drink more coffee. I'll have some tea. And so I add a little bit of my, um, almond, it's almond milk, vanilla creamer nice. in my tea. That's smart yeah. to, to change it. it up. Yeah. That's smart to change it up. Too much coffee, not your friend. Tea right. and green tea. Oh, it's totally your friend. Well, yeah. Today, yeah. <laughs> today <laughs> I'm drinking, it's a lemongrass and ginger tea from Puka. And um, the benefits of lemongrass and ginger is it helps with the digestive system and it's anti-inflammatory and it relieves anxiety. So, you know, just check with your herbalist and your, uh, you know, doctor just to make sure it fits in your health regimen. You just, you know, you never know. So, of course. Yeah. Actually, mine is, mine is from Puka also. Uh, I have it in, uh, when you said it, I kind of knew, but I wasn't yeah. quite sure. I have it right <laughs> over there. It's a lovely tea. Oh, it's so good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just get started. So once again, the topic is being yourself, the power of authenticity. So I'm just going to ask, you know, what does it mean to be authentic to you? Like I have my definition and I'm sure everyone else right. has there, but what is yours? Mine is really about just showing up as your true self and not trying to be something that you're not, um, you know, both personally and I think professionally, especially as entrepreneurs, because sometimes mm -hmm. we have that, I've had it many times, but we've had that um, imposter syndrome, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, and and so for me, it's really just being me and being unapologetic about it. Mm, yes, yes. 
I, I really get that. It, that level of authenticity is when you know you're being true to what matters to yourself and, right. and you're not trying to, let's we call it fake the funk. Right. <laughs> you're right. not trying to do that. You're actually trying to just be yourself and yeah. you don't have to guess. It's who you are. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it makes things so much easier. It, it really does. <laughs> well, well, how do you know you're being authentic? I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're clear, you feel authentic and you're being straight. But mm-hmm. yeah, how do you know? Uh, for me, it's it's because I don't feel I don't have it like weighing on me like, oh, I wasn't myself right oh. now. Or, you know, it's more of like it's stress. It, it's stress relieving to just be you and not really, you know, yes, I am considerate of course of other one's feelings, but if somebody doesn't, and I'm respectful and, you know, but if somebody doesn't gravitate towards me, I'm okay with that. You know, we don't, not everybody is made for everybody. I believe everybody should be respectful of each other and kind and share kindness, but it doesn't mean that you know, everyone has to love me. Um, so, and I, and, and I'm okay with that. I have, you know, I think when you, um, when you have a a great support system and amazing women around you and an amazing family and friends, Mm. that's, that's enough. Yeah. It's that thing about having community and, uh, uh, and, and the community really kind of reminds you who you are you know, right. because you're being so authentic. But I, I feel like when, you know, how you know you're being totally authentic is because you feel vulnerable, like even mm-hmm. a little exposed, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> they can see me. Yes, you can be seen. But, you know, if you don't feel that, it's not that you're, you know, not being vulnerable. If any point you're withholding, that's the opposite of being authentic. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. And also, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, being able to share your stories and share your experiences um, unapologetically. Absolutely. You know, without without excuses and justifications and Ooh. just knowing that this is part of human life. And, yeah, you know, we all we all have we all carry baggage. We all carry good and bad. And it's I think what we do with it. Have you accept all your baggage? Have you, you know, have you like owned it and, and, and say, you know what, they were my past experiences. They were choices I made. How's that? How's that for you? Yeah. So, um, yes, it's, it took me some time to own them. A lot of work, a lot of work. (laughs) Um, Definitely a lot of work. I, I, that's like, and you know, but you know, it feels good and it feels, I feel humbled to accept those things mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to face them full force as hard as it was at the moment. And something that I tell myself often, and, and I've shared this with um, my, some of my clients too, when I'm scared to, and this isn't, I haven't always been this way, but once I got to the point where I was accepting, you know, all of those, all of that baggage, um, is to say to myself, whenever I feel like fearful about something, am I going to die from, from this? 
Like, Bingo. literally, am I going to die from this? And the answer's always been no. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. so, you know, and it's so, um, so yeah, that's, yes, I've definitely accepted, but I do believe that it takes, you know, it takes a lot of work and, and just being honest with yourself and honest with others and, um, and not being so hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like for myself, I, I definitely accepted, you know, I've been divorced twice. I have no problem sharing that. I, I got that. I was a demanding Delilah. Yes. I love what I wanted. I want it. I want it now. Okay. Well, great. He didn't sign up for that. <laughs> so I just kind of, I get what you're saying. You have to uh, uh, just, you have to own it and you do have to do the work of being complete with whatever occurred. Yeah. In my family, there's been past uh, issues with substance abuse, which for me, I never really saw it that way until I got older, um, <clears throat> like later on in college. And then I realized what was going on. And, okay. and I had to really, you know, after, really after my daughter was born and she's going to be um, 15 now. Oh, um, wow. So I would say quite a few years after she was born is when I also had to take a look at myself and realize that, you know, I could definitely fall into that same cycle. Mm, um, yeah. And, and there were, you know, just the way I, I kind of lived my life younger was um, looking back. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I never <laughs> want that. I never want, you know, my kids to do some of those things, but, um, so, you know, so, and, and just being able to, you know, stop that cycle. Um, but also coming forward through lots of therapy and moments and years of therapy where I was not being honest at all either, you know, yeah. but finally, um, being able to, um, and, and, you know, I, I hurt many people along the way too. <clears throat> so being able to forgive myself yeah. has been a really long process. Um, and I think with age and wisdom and mm -hmm. life experiences and, um, you know, you get those wake up calls, those wake up moments and also seeing, you know, family of mine changing as well for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Yeah. It, it, it's a heavy example, but oh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But that is really being authentic. It's not all what they say, oh, unicorns and daisies. It's not all that. Sorry. <laughs> it just no, it absolutely is not all that. It's not, not all <laughs> <laughs> But, I, um, you know, I really get because uh, family cycles are everything like you know, it chooses, it changes your life. I mean, it, it decides if you're going to pass it on or you're going to be the person that breaks it, you know, right, and, right. and, uh, and that uh, I can relate. So it's, you know, but you know, ha, aha moment. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people can relate that, you know, choices that were made when you were young yeah. were way different choices you'll make now and you don't even wish it on your own child. So you're not going to try to help her repeat that. So you're going to break oh, the cycle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And looking back, I, I think to myself, who was that person? Like, I don't yeah. even know who that person was. It's, it's a real um, out of body experience when you think about it and you look back at all of that. Like it just it to me, it seems like a different Gina. You know, yeah. I, I don't even really know who that was. I can't even picture myself in those shoes. Wow. It, which is it's 
it's a very surreal experience. Um, and yeah, like I, it, sometimes it feels like there was like, I don't know, two of me walking around this earth, not really knowing, you know, which one was the real me. So, um, but, yeah, uh, but it sounds like you've done a lot of work, so it's easy to uh, be authentic in midlife. Yes, I think it's easier. Yeah, to be authentic in midlife. Uh, yeah, because I what I've I've discovered is that just by just owning all of it, like that's what mm-hmm. I did. They were my choices then. I, I I can live with it, you know, because that at the time made sense at the time. But now right. I'm. When they say, what does Oprah say? Uh, if I or was it Maya Angelou? If I know better, I do better. Yeah, I, and I understand that it, it probably was pretty scary because you did touch on um, being fearful, and I'm like, being authentic can be a little fearful. <laughs> it can. Yeah. So, uh, but that's just like being an entrepreneur. If you really look at it, yeah, it's pretty yes. scary too. Well, that is scary too. Uh, so I started on this journey as an entrepreneur in 2009. Um, I left corporate America. I was in advertising for about 10 years and was doing really well. Um, but I, it was time, it was time to be on, on my own. I was, we had our daughter at the time and she actually got, um, sick for a couple months and I was working a lot, a lot. Um, and it was really also during a time where financially <clears throat> the economy was not doing well. Um, it was probably, you know, not the best time for me to, to resign and move off on my own. But I did. And I did it very scared. Um, and, you know, I I don't I'm very optimistic, sometimes a little too much, maybe some might think. But it's what honestly just kept me going and pushing forward. And so, so I, I broke away from my corporate job and I started my social media marketing agency and then simultaneously started um, working as a personal stylist, kind of on the side, representing a jewelry line. And from there that evolved into image consulting and personal styling. And then the social media agency um, has now evolved as well to mentor women female entrepreneurs through their journey, um, you know, building their, their online business and, and, and all of that together with, with image consulting. So I, I like, I, I feel that I'm super passionate in that side of my business because of, you know, being a woman and, um, growing up as a dancer. Also, I had body confidence issues for quite some time. Um, and you know, I, I know, and being in marketing, you know, we see all these ads and, you know, pictures of what women should look like and should show up as. And so as I really started to learn more about personal style and accepting your body and dressing for your body, I started to show up more you know, yeah. as an entrepreneur versus, you know, hiding and hiding with a logo and a website and thinking that all these things is what was going to bring me business. I, I realized that, no, it was actually needing to show up as a personal brand and to yeah. make those human connections. And, um, and, and part of that was, you know, accepting, accepting the things that 
maybe physically I don't like about myself that nobody probably even notices. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's okay just to be you and just, and to show up as you. And that's, that's what really creates a magnetic personal brand for, for an entrepreneur. Um, so yeah, that's been my journey for the last, what, like a little over 12 years now. Wow. That, yeah. that is really awesome. And I totally got that because being an entrepreneur, really, you are the brand, you know, it's not like you said, the website and most of all, by accepting yourself, you could show mm-hmm. up authentically and all those faults and all those images that they tell us should be the right thing, which is not you, it's them. <laughs> it's their illusion, you know, right. <laughs> which is not the same as being authentic and authentic is, is who you are. Uh, what's the name of your uh, branding company and your image consulting and how can people sure. get a contact, a, a hold of you? So the social media marketing agency is called Height Media. And my image consulting and personal styling business is Style Rebel Mama. Ah. Um, so there is that rebel in there. Um, <laughs> and then and then it's interesting. I've actually kind of merged both um, just to uh, attract more of the female entrepreneurs that I'm working with. And that's through Stylishly Branding with Gina, which is how you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. If you just go to Stylishly Branding, um, you'll see me up that way so yeah it's it's been a fun ride yeah yeah that thing about branding is like really the place for powerful um authenticity to show up because uh when you're branding yourself it's a self uh, full self-expression of yourself isn't it 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 totally is and i feel i feel as if if you are not branding yourself if you're not showing up as a personal brand um in a way, it's it's a little selfish of us because we are not seeing our unique skills out there for those that we can serve and make an impact to for them to grab a hold of it. So we're not giving others the opportunity, you know, to to be a part of what we can offer to them and how we can make an impact. So yeah, yeah I think it's really important to show up. Well, that is so powerful. And isn't that all about authenticity is about showing up, being seen, being heard? Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. That is, if that's the message you take away today (laughs) around (laughs) authenticity, it's definitely to be authentic, be seen, be heard, and just give your gifts away. Give your story away. Yeah, it's powerful. Gina, Thank you. All the details of how you can reach Gina will be in the show notes. So I have uh, all the links there. All right. Well, thank you thank again, you. Gina. I love thank you, well. you, Regina. Love, love, love. It's the love section of Tea Time Midlife Edition with our guest speaker, the focus of love, Focus James. Hello, it is the love section of Tea Time Midlife Edition with our guest host, Focus James of the Focus of Love. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Focus. Oh, we've been enjoying these segments. 
Me too. And thanks for having me. It's about to get juicy. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, We're going to get right into it. There's a great question that came across the desk. And Mm -hmm. it is, um, you know, a lot of women today are declaring that they don't need a man. Not at Mm -hmm. all. So being a love and life coach, I've been on both sides of that. Women declaring it and saying it and men hearing it and receiving it and their takeaway. Now, if you're in the beauty shop, it might be okay to say that, but I really want to get the undercurrent of why we even saying that, right, Regina? Where's yes. that? So I get as women, we don't need a man in the sense of the 1950s, right? Where they were the breadwinner. They protected us. They had the gun. They had the house. They had the ability to drive and get a job where we might not have had access to all of that. So I get that need part because most of us are highly educated, uh, have solid jobs, our own homes, 401k, health plan, cell phone. (laughs) So we might not need it in the sense of the 1950s, but we absolutely need love. There was a study done um, that showed the maternal love need from for monkeys, the monkeys that were not getting the strokes and the you know the cradling and the fed of the you know bottle by the mom or the human at that time actually suffered. They begin to get sick, and some of them even died. So it's proven that we all need love and companionship. So what the male is actually hearing is, "Where's my place? I don't have place. You want me like a puppy." You want me like (laughs) somebody to go out with into your corporate events? I mean, they need to be needed and that and they also need to be respected, whereas though we need love. So when you say that, he actually hears disrespect and disregard. Wow. Wow. So you may want to shift that thought pattern about need and want because they're kind of the same. Love is like right up there with oxygen and money. Mm. I hear that. So I, it's fair to say, I, I would say, I want a man. <laughs> you can say both. I don't even know why the distinction is there. Well, honestly, I do know why, because there is some men and women that are very thirsty and they're willing to accept anything just to have a man or a female or companionship. So I'm clear that those women are attempting to make that distinction, but I think that's an in-house kitchen table female conversation that needs to stay there. It does not need to be declared to the world and definitely not to men on a date and absolutely not on the first date, ladies. That is a big turn off and he already knows this is going to be problems. Next. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Or if you're getting ghosts, if you're getting ghosts, that's why. I can tell you that right now. He's not calling you back. He's, He's not, not calling back. Because <laughs> you declared right from the beginning. He doesn't have from a space or a place. Right? Yes. Exactly. Well, yeah, I, I definitely get the that uh, uh, I have been guilty of that because I have that place where it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm I can do it myself, you know, I'm yeah. self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. but, you know, and let's just speak to that for a second. Cause see our grandmothers, they can do stuff themselves, but boy, the way they talk to their men and build the whole porch out back. 
Mm, that's real. No roof off the top, you know, because it's speaking life into your man. And just like our children, we help them to know they can do math and go beyond and end up being a part of the debate team and, and doing stuff that they would not have dared to do. But our fe- female power speaking life into someone, huh. it matters, right? And many women got a lot of money and got a lot of access, but isn't it so much sweeter when someone buys you something? Sure. We know you can. It, you know, they know we could buy our own Chanel and our own bag. But the fact that he thought about it, listened to what was your favorite and got it. Is wow. it don't that somehow smell sweeter mm. when, when it's gifted to you, if you allow yourself to be loved on in that way. So it's one thing to be able to buy it for yourself is another thing when, when someone loves on you and wants to give it to you out of their love and admiration. So it's a different dance and you want to make sure you setting the right tone of the music. Mm, thank you so much. Uh, love yeah. uh, that uh, that answers that question. I'm very <laughs> clear. <laughs> but we are going to have Miss Focus James here again in the love section. If you have yeah. any questions or if you want to reach out to Miss James, please yeah. uh, focus. Yeah. How can they reach you? Yes, you can go right to focusjames.com. So that's my first name is F-O-C-U-S, like focus your glasses. And then my last name, like James, like James Bond or James Brown, whoever's your famous star, (laughs) dot com. And you can set up a 30-minute discovery call with me. Listen, if you want to debate that statement, I want to talk to you. So it's a (laughs) discovery call. I want to hear in the essence of your being, why is that a thing and why you even feel like you need to have that conversation and let's see what's possibly there that's missing, that's making a difference of you might be pushing men away. I would love to spend that time to help you to get the love you want. Mm, thank you so much. Um, oh, and actually, you can drop uh, questions into the DM of uh, yeah. yep, at Facebook at Tea Time Midlife Community or on Instagram at Model Perfect underscore woman. Cheers. Cheers. It's tea time, midlife edition.